All right, and we are back on another episode of Two Buds, One Rose, and a lot to talk about this week. We finally saw the Brendan and Piper drama kind of come to a head. We got a rose ceremony this week. We got some more development of the current relationships on the beach. We may have a strongest couple now. We, we may. may have a strongest couple. And dare I say, do I really like this couple? Well, there's actually two. Anyway, let's get into it. So... The episode starts off with everyone talking about the Chris and Alana situation from the night before. And Natasha's like, what the fuck? Why aren't people mad at Brendan? And it's because people like Brendan. So that's a nod to Chris that no one really liked him. Um, So they're all sitting there. And one thing I noted is they weren't like together. And I actually heard that the men and women are separated the day before a rose ceremony. So that's why it made sense why the guys were talking and the girls were talking. So the night portion comes, they're all get going onto the beach and you can just feel the tension in the air. Uh, eventually uh, mayor Joe kind of gets the conversation going and I'm sitting there thinking, well, Joe was the one who essentially voted Chris off the Island. Maybe he's what they need to actually get this ball rolling. Yeah, so Natasha, they're all kind of sitting around, and Natasha's like, well, uh, hey, guys. Like, they're all almost, like, patting themselves on the back, like, hey, good job on us for, like, getting yeah. Chris. You know, Natasha's basically like, hey, guys, like, this is literally the exact same thing that Brendan and Piper did with me, except Brendan was just a lot more shady about it, whereas Chris was just probably one of the dumbest humans and, like, did not even make any attempt to hide it. And so Joe rounds up the beach union again. And even before that, sorry to cut you off, but Jacenia is asked, you remember like when they first sat down at the rose ceremony, she's like, yeah, people have an agenda when they come here. They just want to get followers and money and screen time. And then they just zoomed in on Brendan and Piper. And you just knew from that moment on it was go time. So oh, it's on Joe's rounding the troops. So they go to confront Brendan and shit goes down. So obviously it started to get heated really, really quickly. I thought Brendan honestly did not. He just came off like such like a, a mansplaining asshole. Like a, it was so bad. You know, like basically just being like, oh, I didn't know there was a there was a rule book for paradise or like, oh, yeah, you guys make all the rules. Like and then he tried to like walk away from it. Just like talking over people. Like, Piper is such a child. I'm sorry. Piper is actually younger than Jack and I. Jack and I are both like 24, 25 years old. And Piper's 23, I think. And she's acting like a 16 year old ignoring everyone in the conversation, telling Brendan he needs to man up and like grow some balls. Like that was in like an outtake or something and saying you need to take control of the situation. And they both did it horribly. Like Piper said, I just came here to meet him. And everyone, including Demi was like, meet him. What do you mean? Like you were dating him before you came here. You can't say you're going to come here to meet somebody when you've gone on multiple dates with them. Yeah. It's just, it's so fake. It's like so high school drama. Like, Oh, we're going to pretend like, what do you mean? Like it's everyone clearly knows you're lying and you're just sitting there like still like dying with the lie. And it's like, you're caught. Like again, like we talked last week with Chris and Elena, it's like you have an option are either to own up to it and be like, yeah, you know what? This is what we did, but guess what? It worked. Ha ha ha. Nana, Nana, boo boo. Like we we're stuck here. Sorry guys. Like our strategy worked. Or you can do what they did, which is just double down, act like you have no idea what's going on and just be a horrible human. Yeah. You could honestly, like, like we talked about last week, own it at least. Like you could, you could really break the fourth wall even more in front of everyone saying like, have you not all thought about the opportunity that it can, that this can do for you followers wise, money wise, because you have to think that the producers are planting this into everyone's ear 
but also I think everyone's so scared to say anything for fear they might not get paid, they might not get this, they might not get that. And I even heard, again, investigative journalism with Amy, I'm going to make a soundbite of it. <laughs> um, I found out that I think they get paid like $10,000 or something if they make it to the end, and then they get more money if they get engaged. And also, we'll get more into the time aspect once we get to Tammy and Thomas, but there's so many aspects happening right now that I'm like, can you seriously stop the acting and stop like acting like you have no idea what everyone's talking about? Like you've only been there for a limited amount of time. Everyone can read into what you're doing. And the fact that Brendan just continued to badmouth Natasha was absolutely disgusting. Disgruntled females, she has zero chance of being with anybody. Like, fuck off, dude. I'm sorry. I'm I have no respect left for this man. Yeah, it's like he's backed up into a corner and instead of just like either apologizing it or owning it, his his response is just a backlash and, and lash out at everyone there. And it's it's a really immature response in my opinion. Like it's like, dude, damage has already been done enough. Like you've already been a big enough asshole. Now you're going to just double down on it when everyone has already caught you in it basically. Now you're just like confirming ba- exactly what everyone is saying to you. And and yeah, and honestly like Going into this episode, I knew, okay, I was like, yeah, definitely Natasha has a 100% like axe to grind with Brendan, like, cause that's super shady. She, he led him, he led her on basically the whole entire season. And in an interview she did on another podcast, the one with uh, Tasha's podcast. Mm-hmm. Clickbait. Yeah. Um, she was talking about like one, one thing they didn't show on the show was how Brendan, like the whole time was basically being like, Hey, I just really want to take things slow because I've been divorced before and like I've had this past relationship trauma that I really don't want to like rush into anything on the off chance that, you know, I don't want to make the same mistakes I had last time, which my whole question kind of going into this. And at first I was like a little less like anti Brendan. Cause I was like, Natasha should have somewhat had like the alarm bells going off, but knowing that about Brendan's past. And if he's telling her that like, Hey, that's the reason why I seem guarded. That's the reason why I'm like not progressing as fast. I would probably buy that too. So it's like, that's the, that's a shitty part to me. Right. Is like, he had this thing with his past. He used this like real life trauma or like almost like exploiting his own trauma is like just lying and and emotionally manipulating Natasha. He is you. Yeah. He's using his damage to divert the situation to being like, Hey, it's not that I don't like you. I'm going to use my trauma as my excuse as to why I'm not going to move forward, which number one is rude to anyone who's ever been put in that situation before. Cause obviously trauma is not healed overnight. And there are definitely people who have been in that situation before because it's not, your trauma should not be used as a way, as a means to get out of something, but to order to manipulate someone into getting what you really want. Like be authentic with yourself, Brendan. If you truly felt that way, you wouldn't be cuddling and progressing in this relationship with Piper. And the fact, was it last week or was it this week when Natasha said something to him about like, oh, um, if someone comes down the beach, it was last week. It was last um, week. Someone comes down the beach, are you going to progress it or not? And he's like, well, wouldn't it be fair to Piper and to this experience? And I'm like, you're full of shit, dude. If you're saying that, I want to take things slow because I've been divorced before, but then your girlfriend comes down the beach and you say, Oh, never mind. I'm happily in love. I'm it's disgusting. And the whole idea of this fantasy is just gone. And like Jack and I have talked about this from literally episode one, 
There are so many unspoken rules. It's amazing to see just how these people, like, it's a whole new level of gameplay where these people are saying the things that we're all thinking and knowing behind the scenes right on our screen. And it's losing the magic that is Bachelor Nation. Like, right. I, I, I want to believe that people fall in love and people, like, live these amazing lives because they fall in love in like six weeks, but they don't. 100%. Like I'm sure there's somebody listening to this podcast right now, like laughing at us being like Jack and Amy, like, don't you guys realize this is a show? Like everyone's on there just get followers. It's like, yeah, but they said the silent part out loud. Like the whole reason we like bachelor in paradise is it's like, it's brain junk food. Basically. It really is. I turn it on on Tuesday nights and for two hours, it's not like I have to think really hard. I just get to watch drama and like people get into fights and like just, it's fun for me. So like when they're just like, so like blatantly in your face and like breaking the fourth wall, talking about their follower count, it's just like, it's like, come on, you're not even like trying, like play the game at least make, give us the fantasy of like, Oh, we're watching people fall in love a little bit. But also like, I feel like we do sometimes see people fall in love like Joe and Serena, which we'll get into a little later. They definitely seem like they have like a loving relationship that, if they're acting, then like hats off to them for being good actors. But it legit seems like a, a solid relationship. I don't even know like if it's just producers or people playing into like what they want to hear. Because I think these people forget they're mic'd sometimes. Because Piper verbatim said, yeah, like if I wanted to make more money, like this is a great opportunity to make money and get more followers. But I have a master's in marketing. You don't think I could figure out a way to get a couple more followers? I'm sorry. Like, I am also pursuing a master's degree, but like you're clearly not intelligent enough to figure out that you're shooting yourself in the foot by verbatim saying out loud, hey, I know how to get more followers. Then Piper, why the fuck did you go on the show if you know how to get more followers? You're dumb if you thought that you could get away with this plan because clearly you might have talked before and like, oh, Brennan, we'll probably get there on the same time at the beach and no one will suspect a thing. They'll maybe hear like, oh, we talked a little bit before Paradise, but the fact that the producers manipulated everyone into thinking, oh, Piper's just a literal pipe dream and thinking that, oh, it's non-existent, but then everyone secretly knows that they were dating and a thing before, it just loses sight on what I want to enjoy about the show because we love the chaos, we love the drama, but don't mess with the show's integrity. That's where I draw the line. Well, and so obviously Natasha really has you know, a gripe against Brendan and like very fair animosity towards Brendan, though. Also Demi, in my opinion, like watching this past week's episode, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like she has a clear case for being pissed at Brendan too. Cause if you remember when Demi first came on the beach, she gave her date card to Brendan. She took Brendan on a one-on-one date, which for Brendan to accept that date, knowing that a, he was going to pursue Natasha because she was the one he was going to try and manipulate and like get through this. And B, that he had this side thing with with Piper. It's like, okay, I could see he almost makes the argument like, oh, Natasha wasn't like, didn't really have other guys like on the beach because Natasha's not as big of a name in in Bachelor Nation as Demi is. And she's more timid. She's not, she's not Demi. She's not like going after exactly what she wants. Natasha just, you know, she just goes through life. For me, for Brennan to accept that date card with Demi, I thought was pretty messed up because like, again, it's, it's not just that like, oh, like it didn't work out between him. It's like you're by him doing that. It's it's closing off an opportunity. Demi had to take literally any of the other guys there in that beach, because I think at the time when Demi showed up, 
all but like a few of the guys were pretty much still on the table for, you know, Demi to date. So the fact that Brendan kind of like said yes to that date, in my opinion, gives gives Demi not as much, you know, reason to be mad at Brendan as, as Natasha has, but definitely like a solid, like, what the fuck, dude? Exactly. And I see a lot of people out there in Bachelor Nation be like, Demi, you were in a relationship before. You were like, yes, Demi doesn't have a leg to stand on when it comes to, oh, you were in a relationship before you came on here. Cause yes, she did that same thing. But what's different is Demi was interested in someone, Christian, her ex fiance, but Demi was also going through a period of time where she was coming out to people and ABC, I'm sorry, was selfish and took the opportunity to be, Hey, we're LGBT friendly, but still we have never had a openly LGBT, uh, man, woman, non-binary person on the show. Like they took this stance that we're going to bring an outside person to the show and you can date your girlfriend, Demi. So I don't think it's fair to say, Demi, you can't judge Brendan for dating someone because I don't think Demi necessarily two years ago was coming on it for followers. I think she was looking for a place to date her girlfriend in an environment that was much different to reality. And even though Derek got hurt during that, it's different. And also Demi was brought on this season not to find love, to stir the pot. That's obvious. Like from the moment she got down there, if you watch her opening package, she's literally stirring a pot. And she didn't seem that distraught to leave anyway. We'll get into eliminations later. But I I, I don't think it's fair to throw the stone at Demi saying, Demi doesn't have a leg to stand on when it comes to having a significant other. Like, Yeah, and Demi was a lot more open about it she too. Was. Like, she was very like forthcoming she, with like, yeah, I have this relationship going on. It's with another woman. Like, And it was from the I'm, get-go. I'm kind of exploring like sexuality right now. And like, you know, I'm... I'm by and like I still want to like be open to this this paradise experience and then obviously when it didn't work out they brought on you know Demi's ex fiance it and and that's again what we come back to and we've said it on previous podcasts it's like it's the openness and like the the sincerity and authenticity of being like look I I'm interested in you I want to pursue something with you however I want you to know like there's this other thing going on and that's that's the big difference between Brendan and Demi if Brendan I think had said like hey, I, I'm really excited to be here with you, Natasha. Like, you know, I want to be on the beach. Or if, if going into this, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm open to being here. But just so you know, like me and Piper, like we're kind of talking right up until the show started. And if she showed up, I would probably want to pursue something with her as well. That's a lot. Of, that's a huge difference compared to Brendan's approach, which was lie, 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 downplay everything he had with, with Piper. And then when he finally gets caught on it, like, just basically like gaslight the fuck out of Natasha and be like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like selective I never told you any hearing. of these things. You have selective hearing. Like you're just a bunch of female. females. Like I'm going to put that in my bio disgruntled female. Cause I just want to go through it. Thanks Brendan for that label. I appreciate you. Although I don't and keep losing followers. All righty. I think we've talked enough. About so <laughs> union leader Joe, basically they get them to leave the beach again. Again, Which, thank God, thank like, God, wholesome Joe saving the day once again. He's the mayor. I've heard I've heard this phrase used on him before, but and I will also a little sidebar again because everyone's like Joe was a night one guy, and so it's kind of BS for him to be like you're here for the wrong reasons. Like you're a night one person, no one cares about you. Without social media, Joe would not be who he is today. And I get it. Like I love Joe on the show, and he's great. But I also get a little mad when Joe's like, you're a nobody. I'm like, Joe, if America wouldn't have fallen in love with you on that one night you're on Becca Kufrin season, 
you would not even be on this beach. So, Joe, just check yourself just a little bit. All right. But I feel like the difference, because I'm a huge Joe fan, and I feel yes. like the, the little bit of the difference with Joe, and I, I could be wrong on this, I don't feel like Joe was as calculated in his fame. Oh, no. When I feel like Joe was just kind of being himself, and like all of a sudden like people fell in love with the person Joe is. And like Joe had stayed pretty consistent in who he is throughout mm -hmm. every season of Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. I'll give you that. That he's been on. So I don't feel, I feel like Joe's social media growth and popularity growth was more of an a natural cause of people just latching onto Joe more so than with Brennan and Piper, where it's a much more calculated approach of, Hey, you and me were dating. We're going to go on bachelor in paradise. Brennan, just stay alive, stay on the beach as long as you can till I show up. And then we'll couple up on the beach and, you know, we'll be one of these bachelor couples everyone falls in love with and gain hundreds of thousands of followers and have life on easy mode for the rest of our lives. So I, I feel like the calculation and versus just like the authenticity is what, what makes those two different. But anyway, enough of Brendan and Piper. I don't want to talk about them anymore because again, they're we, gone. They're listen, irrelevant. We know people go on the show for followers. Like we know fame and, and followers is a big reason people go on the show. Like I don't think most people would volunteer to put themselves through like the chaos that is bachelor or bachelor in paradise without That's some sponsored content. Yeah. Like with, without that kind of like light at the end of the tunnel. But at the end of the day, like it's just like, don't come into it with the expectation of like, yeah, or like just be unapologetically like, yeah, I'm here for fame. I just want to get famous. Like, I don't really actually care about this process or anything. Like, well said at best, I thought when he was like, okay, yeah, there is no rule book for Bachelor. The only rule is that you don't have a relationship prior to going on the show. Like we saw it with Jed, you know, on, on Hannah B's season of Bachelorette. Like it really fucks things up when somebody has a relationship and isn't honest about it because like, I don't know how you do any of these shows with a preconceived relationship coming into this show and like it not be like cheating or like disingenuous or just blatant manipulation of somebody. Yeah. You just don't go in the show with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a really, really close person that you're kind of dating. That's just point A, point B. Yeah. So they're gone, thankfully. So next up, though, <laughs> we got to talk about the OnlyFans moment. Oh my goodness, Riley and Marissa. I mean, I think they're great. They awesome couple. They are an amazing couple. But the like hypochondriac in myself is kind of dying. Because number one, feet, not a fan. When Will said the you're stepping on, on the feet. dead crabs and then take the I can't even the whipped cream on the toes. And then I said this to Jack before the podcast, but I can't imagine how much sand is in that boom, boom room. Cause I heard again, sleuth investigator, Amy, I hear they don't ever change the sheets. That's so gross. Yes. Well also, which is going to lead in perfectly after Riley and Marissa, like after some thoughtful looking, I think they've only been there for five days because they said they started quarantining on Kenny's birthday, like around that time, which was like June 2nd. They have to quarantine for 10 days. And then Tammy's birthday was June 17th. And so that means like they were literally on the beach for five days. So all of this stuff has happened within five days. And I'm sorry, that's too much sand in one bed and too much incestual action in one bed for Ugh. me to be, <laughs> be okay with. Um, 
Did you have anything more on Riley and Marissa? Nope, that's all. Okay, cool. That was just, I feel like sticking, anything sticky and sand, like, just <laughs> don't go together. Like, just keep keep the whipped cream on food, not on feet. Like, just. It, it was just so out in the open. I mean, Riley and Marissa, like, if you make it to the end, like, you're going to get paid. But, like, go on OnlyFans. Get paid more money. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I mean, you can make so much money on OnlyFans. So, <laughs> moving on from that. <laughs> So Thomas and Tammy. So Tammy gave her blessing for Thomas and, and Becca to go on a date. And to nobody's surprise, Thomas and Becca hit it off. And it's pretty clear for anyone who's watching the show that going into this rose ceremony that, you know, Becca's going to get Thomas's rose. So Tammy, before the rose ceremony, though, kind of does one last ditch. And it should be noted that it's also Tammy's birthday. <laughs> which just adds to the almost like hilarity of it all. But it, Tammy makes one last ditch effort to like see where she's at with Thomas and kind of just like leaves it all out there. You're my best friend. Like I want to fight for this relationship. Like this is. You met him three days ago. Yeah. And sure enough, Thomas aside, Thomas like, again, like I hate that I'm getting put in this position where I'm like, <laughs> Thomas literally did nothing wrong. Like Thomas did exactly what you're supposed to do on Bachelor in Paradise. I thought the way Becca and Thomas like orchestrated their relationship, they both like talked it over with Tammy. Tammy like gave her blessing, was like, yeah, like go explore it if you need to explore it. And sure enough, like Thomas and Becca hit it, had a better connection than Thomas and Tammy did. So I, I really, again, it, it brings me so much joy to see Jack is kind of team Thomas right now. So, oh, it feels I'm so good. I'm not team Thomas. I'm not, I'm not jumping on team Thomas yet. I'm just saying so far on Paradise, I, he hasn't really done anything that rises to the level of like a a Brendan or a Chris that yeah. I'm just like, okay, that's total like just bad behavior. Like I really, the making out with Tammy in front of Aaron is like, all right, that's a little like. But she instigated that too. Exactly. So like she, she instigated that. And that's also something that happens on Paradise. Like people are going to make out in front of each other. Like they put the daybeds like out in the open for a reason so that those exact kind of love triangle moments happen. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I really do like respecting Thomas in that moment because she Tammy sat him down like you said and was like I, I really like you like really last ditch effort and she's like I don't want to hear about your date but then Thomas says but I really like I need to tell you about it because he wanted to tell her like hey I really enjoyed my time with Becca I really want to explore this because how is he going to say oh I'm not going to tell you anything I like Becca I'm just gonna more. Give Becca my rose of the rose. Yeah. Like that would be a scumbag move if he didn't talk to Tammy Respectful. at all. I, I and think just it was being really like good. at the rose ceremony. Like that's how she finds out. So like it is like a little better that Tammy had that heads up a little bit. Obviously for Tammy, you know She reacted horribly though. She, she did reacted not take like it she well. was blind. She's like, Oh, what did I even say? Oh my God. It's like And Aaron is just in the corner, like, like she said, I trusted you. Like I can't believe you did this to me. Like I put all my trust into you and I'm sitting there thinking like, but you let him go on the date and you said it was okay. And I get that you had some pressure from Becca because obviously it's an old bachelorette. She, she has more power in the nation, but still you said verbatim, Hey, go on the date. I might kill you if you come back and fall in love. But like, if you were, if you really didn't want him to explore anything, you would have done whatever it takes to prove to him that you weren't okay. Yeah, with it. I, I feel like she fucked up. I'm sorry. She the time for her to be like, hey, I feel really strongly about this relationship and I'm gonna fight for this was before the date with Becca. Like 
in my opinion, if, if she really felt that strongly about making sure that that Thomas was her man, don't don't let him go on that date with Becca in the first place. Say like, speak your mind, and then if Thomas still chooses to go with Becca, like then you know like where you stand right away. Like, and, and Thomas was like, I have feelings happen, for this person. I don't feel guilty about it, and you shouldn't feel guilty about no, having feelings, Thomas. One hundred percent. Like that's that's what the Bachelor in Paradise like dates are for. It's Absolutely. to like get time with other people. So it's like, for me, it's like, Tammy, if you didn't want that to happen, don't let him go on a date. Mm -hmm. Also, Thomas must be really tall because when he was talking to Tammy, I'm like, how tall is she? And she's like moderate height, like five, 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 six. And Thomas looked like he was eight feet tall compared to her. So yeah, I, mean, I think he's six, five is what Aaron said yeah. when Thomas showed up. I mean, Aaron, like you got to give it to him. Man's tall. He's really tall. Tall, dark and handsome. <laughs> All righty. So like you said, Aaron was just basking in the glory of Tammy falling apart. And as we know, guys had roses this week. And so we both in our predictions last week were really up in the air. So going into the rose ceremony, um, we know that Brendan and Piper had sent themselves home. So they said, hey, we're going to go home. It was the most awkward, like, post elimination car ride I've ever seen more awkward than Chris and Alana. They did not seem super excited to be like riding like same way with Chris and Alana. Like they didn't seem super excited go. to be riding off in the sunset together. We're going to go like, this is what's best for us. And you would think like they'd be like giddy and happy. And no, it looked like, looked like it was pretty bad. So anyway, like if re a relationship is, and, and that's again, like not to keep coming back to Brendan and Piper because I really don't want to keep talking about them, them, but it's like, if a relationship, if, if the goal of coming on paradise was really a relationship, and that's what you have with Piper. Like, why are you upset then that you're leaving? Like that, that to me, like the fact that they're not like, you know what? Like the rest of the people don't like us, but fuck them. Like I got you and we've got each other and that's all that matters. We're going to take on the world. Like the energy in that car was not that at all. It was very much like, oh, well, this sucks. Like our plans ruined. Like, I guess we're just going to date each other now. Like any normal idiots, like this is stupid. And it's like, <laughs> it, you're it, missing the point. Like it, it was really bad. So, yeah, Piper and Brendan went home. And then before the rose ceremony started, I think all of us were worried about our dear friend Natasha. And Wells comes out and he gives this wonderful speech. And it's like, you deserve a second chance at love. Polly, bring out a rose. Natasha's sobbing. Natasha gets a rose. She gets another week on Paradise. At least two weeks, though. Yeah, I was interested by the fact two that they weeks, gave Natasha a rose because... I was really, really wondering, like, like it would have been so awkward if Natasha had got sent home because it's like, yeah, everybody, like, Brennan and Piper suck. They did things the wrong way. They totally took, you know, advantage of Natasha. Okay, but bye, Natasha. You're not getting a rose now. So, like, I, I feel like that was, like, a situation where, like, all right, we got to give her a rose. But uh, it's definitely weird. Like, th that is not something that I can remember being done on a season where, like, a girl gets just, like, a – basically almost like a pity rose on, mm -hmm. on the rose ceremony night of like, Hey, you kind of got screwed over. So, uh, <laughs> here's a rose because of, you know, we as the producers fucked up by not properly vetting our people to make sure that this shit wasn't happening. I think it did restore my faith in the fantasy though. A little bit. I was like, wow, just a tiny bit. They, they, they believe in love. All right. So after the rose ceremony, um, yeah, Tammy goes home, Deandra goes home, Demi goes home and Justenia goes home. All amazing women, and I think, I mean, I feel like they might come back on the beach again. I think we'll see Demi for sure. I mean, she's basically the queen of paradise. Unless Demi gets into, like, a, a serious relationship outside the show, 
Demi, I feel like has cemented herself as like paradise is not the same if Demi's not there. Exactly. Unless we get a new Demi in the upcoming seasons, I think she'll still come back. All right. So new week or literally the next two days. So poor James. I just poor box guy cannot catch a break. So James gave his rose to Tia at the rose ceremony and to James sadness, unfortunately a tall tatted and handsome man who Tia described when she came on the beach as her ideal pick shows up and his name is Blake and Blake gets a date card, takes Tia on it. They seem to hit it off like instantly. The second like Blake pulled Tia and they're like talking about the South. And even though Blake's from Chicago, he's like, yeah, like I love Nashville. And like, you could see like, Tia's eyes immediately. She's like, oh my God, I love Nashville. Although, um, when, no, no, Blake's from Indiana. Is he from, well, it's like out, it's like a suburb of Chicago in Indiana. That's what he said. Okay. Well, he was talking to Natasha and they were talking about the Midwest and they said Midwest is best. And I kind of went whoop whoop when they said that, because if you guys know, Jack and I are based in the Midwest and although it gets kind of boring, we're still the best. Um, yeah, so he, he talked to Natasha, he talked to Tia and both of us were kind of hoping like, oh, maybe he'll ask Natasha, but then he asks out Tia and their date seems to go really well. Yeah. They seem to hit it off really, really well. And obviously women have the roses this week. Tia seemed like a smitten kitten and she was like all over them. I mean, the line of like, I'm not even going to say it cause it was just too graphic, but like her talking about like her reactions when she's kissing Blake oh my God. and the things she's feeling like. I can say it because I'm a woman. She said that <laughs> um, she said that she knows she's ovulating this week. And if you could get pregnant through kisses, she would be very pregnant. And I'm like, okay, Tia, I respect it. Natural family planning. All right. You know your cycle exactly. Yeah. For, for Tia is <laughs> such like a weird person to nail down because she came on like the first time she came on. She's like, my Bible study Cody. watches this. And it's like. Are you like super Christian or are you the one talking about like, you know, getting pregnant through kissing this guy? Like yeah. going on the naked She's had date. A very like the dichotomy journey. of like the conservative Christian side of her and like the bachelor and paradise side of her is kind of interesting. She starts um, out on Ari season, comes out for Colton, and then just uh it's been very interesting ever since that yeah, day. Yeah, Tia's but. had a wild ride on, on Bachelor Nation. But I'm a I'm a big fan of Tia, honestly. I think she's fun. Also, just to note, I did see this online. Um Although we'll see a physician show up on the beach. Tia's also a doctor of physical therapy. So there is another doctor on the beach. Although she's not a physician, she's a doctor. She still gets her title because everyone's like, there's a doctor on the beach now. There already was. Not a physician, but a doctor. All my PT friends, respect the shit out of you. You're great. So the next doctor that shows up, Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe, which I loved, except for this episode. Gosh, this was probably like one of the cringiest moments where I was just like, mm. and I didn't put two and two together until he had mentioned, "Where's Brendan?" and I go, "Oh my god, these the two are best thing. friends." Because I forgot, I gasped. Because Brendan, he's in Boston, but he's in New York a lot, and Doctor Joe um, is an anesthesiologist in New York, and they hang out all the time. If you look back on previous Instagrams, they're always together. And for the fact that Brendan's best friend asked out Natasha and was like, it just had to be Brendan, didn't it? And you could just tell that this date was going horribly. Like, I don't know if Natasha didn't know that they were best friends because I feel like she would have been more reserved. 
to say yes to the date and everyone was so excited and you know how we both talk about like the second they're hyping something up and saying like oh i hope it goes great yeah it's (laughs) setting you up for failure like it's gonna just crash and burn so fast that's exactly what happened like the second it came out oh like yeah it was brendan was the one who basically fucked me over and made my time here suck and dr joe was just like well it was fun while it lasted yeah it's that's not gonna last i can already tell i mean i secretly hope they bring on one more guy and if this guy isn't it for natasha i think she'll just go home i think honestly after this point because also the best person i've been waiting for to get to the beach Lil John has finally made his appearance. He has been hinting at the fact that, okay, like this is dwindling down to the end that we might only get one more rose ceremony before it's fantasy suite engagement time. Cause they're really hinting at it that you might only have a couple days left here on this Island. You better get to work, which if they've only been there for five days and they're already thinking about getting engaged, I can't even grasp that um, no that's insanity it is like i think about going on family vacations and you're there for like seven days let's say holy cow like how much talking are you actually getting done also i took note about cult leader noah and i think he has specifically a necklace that's double layered that's why it looks like he's wearing a bunch of necklaces so doesn't take away the cult vibes um Besides Dr. Joe coming in and being super awkward, um, we had one other couple stand out this week, and that is Joe and Serena. So Joe and Serena, they had a nice little moment on the beach. Like Serena and Joe, they're cuddling up together, kind of off. So cute. Off finally, kind of like just the two of them, kind of getting away. Because especially with Joe being involved in, you know, the removal of, of Chris and the removal of Brendan. It was nice for them to kind of get a moment together because we hadn't really seen them interact a whole lot, just the two of them, Joe and Serena, because Joe's been so preoccupied with the other drama going on on the beach and protecting kind of the other women on the beach that we haven't really seen in the last couple episodes like much progression in their relationship. But tonight we finally get a moment where it's the two of them laying down and Serena like, you know, in a very cute way is like, I think I'm falling in love with you. And like Joe, like it was a very sweet moment. Joe was like, think I'm falling in love with you too like so my heart exploded yeah so it's those moments that like we like because that that to me and again I'm I'm willing to be ignorant enough to like (laughs) that this could just be all a facade and like it's just bullshit for for entertainment but in that moment like it felt very sincere it felt very cute like that's the stuff that I like about Bachelor I love the drama like that's primarily why I watch but those other moments are like a guilty pleasure almost of mine like where it's, it's fun to see that, like, oh, cool, like, good for them. Like, two stand-up people, Serena and Joe, are both, like, seemingly genuine, genuinely good people. And to see them just kind of have this nice, you know, genuine moment of expressing their their love for each other was pretty nice to see on the beach, especially with all the drama we've had the last two weeks of Chris and Elena and Brendan and Piper that it was really, really nice to finally get, like, one, like, solid, like, good couple. And it was almost ruined a little bit for me by the fact that Kendall was just like what seemed to be like 50 yards away with Ivan. And she like was just having to like watch this go down basically. And it definitely seems like Kendall is not over Joe at all. Cause when she saw that happen and I don't know if she could like hear what was going on, but 
she could obviously see them like having a nice little moment and she did not take it well at all. I think, I think Kendall is like pretty close to sending herself home. And oh, the yeah. one thing that I think might keep Ke- Natasha on the beach is the fact that Kendall will send herself home, which, which might open up Ivan. And I don't think Ivan and Natasha would date necessarily, though I could see Natasha like staying on to give like Ivan her rose. I just remembered this. Do you remember seeing in the episode, like Ivan was like trying to get with Kendall. He was like kissing her shoulder. It was really weird. Like he was trying so hard and Kendall was just like, smurp. (laughs) Kendall is clearly there for Joe. So like, I don't really know. I don't really get like what Ivan is doing with Kendall other than the fact that it's like, there's no one there that's really like available. And Ivan, I thought, was going to be, like, a hot commodity. Like, I thought everyone was going to want to date Ivan. And then Jacenia and him were an item, and now they're not. And so I just... Well, that's, like, the weird part where, like, I didn't feel as bad for Jacenia because as much as, like, people shit on Chris and Elena for, like, having their, like, relationship ahead of time, people forget, like, the whole reason Jacenia, like, dumped Ivan as fast as she did was because it wasn't a relationship, but she had some history with Chris prior to coming on the show. So it was a little bit sketchy, in my opinion, when Jasenia left Ivan for Chris. So, like, I didn't feel nearly as bad for Jasenia when Chris and Alana were doing, like, their thing. It was still, like, fucked up, on my in my opinion, like, what they were doing. But, like, Jasenia, like, she had a great thing going with Ivan, and it's the same thing with, like, Tammy. Like, Tammy and Aaron were going well, and then Tammy, like, basically, like, dug her own grave by jumping to Thomas. Jasenia and Ivan were going great, and then she kind of, like, dug her own grave by jumping on Chris's, like, bandwagon a little bit. So it's, you know, it's it's a weird spot to be in right now, and I feel like Ivan is just kind of, like, looking around on the beach being like, yeah, none of these women seem to really be emotionally available. Natasha's, like, a really good friend of mine, so I don't really want to, like... Like, we're just, like, friends, basically. Like, so it's I don't really see that as, like, being a, a relationship kind of thing. So it was just kind of a weird spot for them to be in. Like, the Ivan and Kendall, like, that's 100% not going to work. I, I don't see that working out anyway. Like, Kendall and Ivan, I think, are both good people. But I just – Kendall, to me, seems way too attached to Joe still. And Ivan, I feel like, is just kind of latching on to the one person he feels like he maybe has a chance with because everyone else seems kind of, like, locked in on their people. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I'm really anxious to see what the next couple of weeks hold. Want to do our predictions for the week? Yeah. So let's get into predictions. So thinking about who might be going home. So right now, so this week the women have the roses. So women have the power this week. Guys are the ones kind of on the hot seat. Um. So I think people going home. I mean, James definitely not looking good just because Tia and Blake hit it off so well. So James. It was funny, like, he's, like, the one guy that's been, like, playing this straight up that, like... I th- were you the one who texted me saying that, like, he's the only one who actually seems to be there for love? We might yeah. have talked about last week, too, but I don't remember. I, like, he's the only one who I think is actually... My mom actually might have been the one who said this. That she's, like, he's the only one there who we genuinely think is there for love. Like, he seems like he's, like, legit, like, trying, like, each relationship he's approaching. Because he had... um the moment with what's her name? What What's his name? Uh, uh, like that was just such a bad start for him that I feel like ever since then, it's like every single week he's been trying to like get in there with somebody else. And like, it didn't work out with like him and Becca. And then like, it didn't work out now with him and Tia. Like he's just like, 
he has had the worst luck on the beach. So like I could see him being somebody that they bring back for a future paradise season, just because he's had such like, he's done things the right way. And he's just like, it has not worked out for him at all. Like through no fault of his own, really. It's just like, he keeps getting like, you know, just picked over other people. But so, so James, I think, I think James is definitely on the hot seat this week. Ivan. I think Aaron will be in the hot seat, honestly. Well, so Aaron gave his rose to Chelsea. I don't really think that we've seen Chelsea interact with like literally anybody else. Now they could send somebody else new to the beach that, that might hit it off with Chelsea, but my friend Aaron, like other real life Aaron, like texted me and was like, what, what is what, like, how do like, what do you see with Aaron and Chelsea? And I was like, honestly, like, I don't know. Like for me, that honestly feels like a relationship where we talk about the silent part out loud, that Aaron and Chelsea relationship feels very much like the silent part. Like, I don't see them like getting along well at all. Like Chelsea is this like sophisticated runway model. And Aaron is this like tall, dumb, douchey (laughs) frat boy. Like, so it's like that for me, like Aaron latching onto Chelsea seems more of like, oh, like I'm going to get clout by dating a runway model. Yeah. Although I will say Aaron made me very, not our Aaron, Aaron on the show, um, made me very happy this week with his commentary at the end. The only time he's ever made me smile. Um, I think Aaron might be on the chopping block. So Aaron and James on the top chopping block for sure. I think, I think Dr. Joe, I don't, Natasha's not going to give him a rose. There's yeah. No well, way. Him, especially him being associated with Brendan. Yeah. I feel like everybody that. there still has such a bad taste with Brendan in their mouth that they're like, I'm not going to do anything. Like we're not, nobody's going near Dr. Joe because they're like associating Dr. Joe with Brendan so hard that like anybody who would go after Dr. Joe, it's like, Oh, if you go on a date with Dr. Joe, you're basically like now that this is all on the table because of, you know, Joe and Natasha's date, you're basically saying like, you didn't really care about the shit Brendan pulled. So I don't, I think Dr. Joe could go home. I definitely, we talked about it early on, but like, it's really hard once you get into these like late episodes, like once you're getting on super like deep into paradise, like it's really hard to come in and like, like light something up with somebody because so many people now are like coupled up or at least like, getting into a spot where they're like, look, this you have is two my days person. to make an impression. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a hard spot to be in that. Like, I don't really see any of the women right now on the beach being like, yeah, I'm going to pick Dr. Joe as my person to get the rose this week. Like, I, I just don't see it happening. So I think he could be on the hot seat. And then lastly, I think Ivan for sure, because Same. I think Kendall really just seeing how deep Joe and Serena are into their date. I, so I really do think Ivan is going to be somebody that goes home because I think because Joe and Serena being so secure is going to make Kendall send herself home. Like, I think she'll just kind of self-eliminate. And so because of that, Ivan, that's really the only woman he's been talking to for the last week. So I really think he's just going to go home because he's got nobody left at this point. Unless Natasha kind of saves him. That would be the one way I see him staying on the beach is if Natasha, you know, saves him. I put Brent or Ivan's odds, though, pretty, pretty low right now of staying past this next row ceremony. Yes. So we're doodling down to the end. We have September 21st, uh, September 28th, and then October 5th and October 12th. I imagine, I think we'll have, yeah, two more like normal episodes. And then the October 5th might be like fantasy. And then October 12th might be like ending proposal, all that good stuff. But who knows? Um, Because they're really doing it weird where there's not always a rose ceremony. 
Um, and then quickly approaching after that is Queen Michelle. Um, her season is going to premiere on October 19th of 2021. Again, those episodes are going to come out on s- Tuesdays. Uh, Jack and I will be doing a cast bio review, probably coming up here shortly. Also, we have big news. We have huge news, Bachelor Everybody get excited. (laughs) Missouri stand up, St. Louis stand up. up. The next Bachelor has been sleuthed out. Now, if you do not want to be spoiled, end the episode now. Your next Bachelor is. Clay from Eureka, Missouri. And nobody knows who he is yet because he's on Michelle's season. But we're (laughs) super excited because he's from Missouri. He's from St. Louis. Eureka is a suburb of St. Louis. We're so excited. Way to put St. Louis on the map. Uh, What do we know about Clay? Nothing. Um, The only thing that I have sleuthed out, again, investigations with Amy. Um, He went to Mizzou. He played football for Mizzou. And I think he actually played professional football for the Seattle Seahawks. Awesome. So we have another professional football player, Bachelor. That oh, worked out NF- so well last year. The time. NFL and The Bachelor are just one. If you listen to Game of Roses, they have studied this time and time again. Thank you once again for tuning into this week's episode of Two Buds, One Rose. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and give us a like on some of our great memes. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.